welcome to another episode on the Telewellness Hub podcast. Today, I get to interview Ana Saviano. She is a business owner, psychotherapist, consultant, and mom as an entrepreneur and professional pivoter. She helps clients navigate tough, sometimes unexpected life changes with technical skills, radical non-judgment, and a bit a good bit of irreverence. She has been through some things and knows what it feels like to be lost and more disconnected. She's a Kansas City native with two kids, two cats, and two businesses. Welcome, Anna. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to talk to you and talk about life plot twists and just navigating all the hats that you wear. Uh, But before we go into that, why do you do the wellness work that you do? Probably two reasons. I love people like a ton. I love meeting people. I love talking to people. I love hearing their stories. I want to ask like a hundred more questions every time I talk (laughs) to somebody. And also I love the work that I have gotten to do over my career and the varying things I've gotten to do. I feel like I'm good at it and I like doing things that I'm good at. So that helps. Mm -hmm. But you know, I just, I love people and I love seeing transformation and that Mm -hmm. shift from where it's like, this is always going to suck. This is going to be terrible forever to like, well, maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe there's some other things to be gotten out of this scenario. Or I mean, I'm not a total like fine meaning silver linings. That's not how mm-hmm. I roll. Mm-hmm. But there are, I mean, most of the time life goes on. And so what else is there? Yes. I love that. I wrote that down transformation because there is something really special about our line of work. I think that when you get to be a part of that transformation, it is so Mm -hmm. incredible to witness and everyone's transformation is unique, right? And uh, their story is also unique, but transformation is what it's all about. So that's really, really cool that you see that part of it and that drives you. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we, we, we talked a little bit, you're a group practice owner, you're a business owner. Your mom, your consultant, your therapist, and you see a lot of change that people go through. You know, you talk about life, life plot twists. That is your specialty of navigating mm-hmm. when life throws you something. And I'm, I'm wondering what, how do you see major life changes impact overall well-being? Oh man, I mean, in a lot of ways, right? So the first thing is some amount of shock. I think Mm. that people experience, you know, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe I let this happen. I can't believe this is where I am. I see people, you know, it it often kind of falls into a category of death or divorce or diagnosis. These are kind of the the broad categories that I've made up. (laughs) Death is pretty, you know, obvious, but, Mm -hmm. but it includes not just like literal death, but also death of a relationship or death Mm. of a job or you know, something like that. Divorce is also obvious, but the diagnosis piece is kind Mm. of either a mental health or or a physical health situation or a sort of that come to Jesus moment in your, you know, late thirties, early forties, midlife point. And you're looking around going, is this, is this it? Is this what I, is this what I've been working so hard for? And is this working for me? And all of those kinds of questions that I think are super, I mean, they are super common. I hear them all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that first piece of like shock where people are just trying to get their bearings after either that realization or 
the event that has occurred. And that that can be really unsettling. It can really disrupt any kind of wellness habits that you mm -hmm. had or, you know, your routines, especially like if you've had to move or change jobs, mm -hmm. something that messes with your literal schedule. Yeah. That all of the things that you've done to kind of take care of yourself can just go out the window. So first things first, I think people have to give themselves some some space, some compassion, some radical acceptance. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm a DBT therapist at at heart and from the get-go from early in my career. And that radical acceptance of like accepting the reality of what's happening, not how we think it should be or how mm -hmm. we wish it was. And like, man, that is, that's tough. And so doing that work first and then looking at, you know, how do we change things? How do we problem solve? What do you want life to look like? Mm -hmm. That all comes next. But I think people have to, to pace it because it is it's hard and it's a lot. Well, and that's, that's what I love about what you're doing with helping people navigate major life plot twists, because you have that background in DBT, you have that clinical experience, you know about the tools like radical acceptance and what that looks like. So what are some strategies or tips to even kind of look at, or can you kind of explain a little bit about what radical acceptance might look like? Mm -hmm. Um, when, in yeah. terms of, yeah, when, when, when managing the stress or uncertainty with major life changes? Sure. So, I mean, the first step is always, well, take a breath, slow down, like as much as possible to be just in this moment and assessing kind of what's happening right now. What am I feeling in my body? What mm. thoughts am I having? And this is a practice that people have to do over and over again, right? You like do it once and then you're gonna have to do it again. And you're gonna have to mm. keep coming back to that. So that practice of mindfulness and being present and aware in a non-judgmental fashion. And that's that can take a very long time <laughs> yeah. and is and is often not like a one-stop deal either, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, right today on Wednesday, I fully accept everything and tomorrow I'm gonna be pissed all mm -hmm. over again about the same thing. Yeah. And that's okay. That's part that's part of it, right? And so then you just keep coming back to what are the facts? What is the truth of things? Mm -hmm. Even if I don't like it, because only once you figure that stuff out, then can you start to figure out like, okay, so what sort of change can I make happen? What kind of relationships do I want to gravitate toward and really lean into? What work do I want to do? Who are the solid people in my life? What are the activities, you know, exercise and cooking? And what are the things that will help me navigate this that I know are going to be there even while the rest of my mm. life might be on fire what are those things that I can kind of do to keep myself above water so that's, that's really yes there I mean there's a lot I love that you mentioned like your life can feel like it's on fire one day you can radically accept the other you might be like really pissed off about the whole situation because, you know, mm -hmm. we talked about transformation originally, but there's like transformation is usually like not a pretty process. Like it's not. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not pretty. And it's not like this lovely upward yes. trajectory. Like, you know, it's like the stock market. Like overall, if you zoom out, it mostly goes up, but there's a lot of up and down on the way up. Yes. Yes. A lot of up and downs. And I'm glad that you point that out because I think. 
sometimes I think social media can kind of put a really pretty picture of what wellness looks like in your wellness journey and transforming and healing. And, you know, from an insider scoop that it's not, it's not necessarily like that. And it's okay. It's okay. And expected. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like to, at the beginning of working with somebody, either in a consultant way or in a therapeutic way or a supervisor way or whatever, to be like, I know this seems like it's going to be all fun and like, I'm super nice and all of that. Also, it's going to suck yeah, because it's hard and you're going to feel things that you would rather not feel. But hopefully my goal is that that is all to the end of feeling better overall and having a life that is the life that you want, that you craft on purpose, that you're not just kind of showing up to and going through robotically. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you point to any other kind of misconceptions you might see when it comes to life plot twists and what they should look like or approaches that you should use that maybe aren't necessarily things that you see as effective? I mean, I think, first of all, anytime the sentence starts with like, what should you do? I'm Mm -hmm. like, nah, stop, start over. (laughs) Because I think that is what gets tons of people into dilemmas in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to college because that's what I was supposed to do. Mm. And while I think college is great most of the time, you know, student loan debt sucks. And if you went to college yeah. and got a degree in, you know, theater, then maybe your prospects are not as amazing. I don't know. And I don't want to bash any kind of theater majors. My mom was a theater major, whatever. <laughs> but you know, to really back up and say, Okay, so I know what all the shoulds are. The world's pretty mm-hmm. straightforward about what you should do. Mm-hmm. But like doing the work, which is sometimes very labor intensive, of pivoting away from the should toward what are my values? So I love doing like mm-hmm. literal values work with people. And then what parts of your life are in line with those values? Is this actually what's happening? Are you doing things, you know, if you say nature is one of your values, how often are you getting out there? How do we make that happen? Let's get your calendar out and like, have a look at it. Instead of this, like, well, I should be working 40 hours a week and there's no time to go out during the day if that's what I'm doing. So being really creative Mm. and upending some of that should to be like, if it works for you, then yes, that's what you should be doing. If this is in line with your values, then totally that's what you should be doing. If it's just because you grew up in the Midwest and (laughs) everybody's supposed to like do it this way, that is not a good enough reason in my book. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's just, I think there's a lot of shoulds that, that rule the world sometimes and we forget what a nice reminder that you can choose. And I love that focus on the values to really be intentional mm-hmm. on having that kind of drive. You know, you think about like companies have values and missions and, you know, all just like decisions kind of revolve around that. And it's important yeah. to take a look at that for ourselves too. And, and looking at what's helpful, what's effective and, um, I, you brought up where you might live geographically as kind of influencing values, like being in the Midwest. Sure. Um, what about, can we talk about support system a little bit? I'm wondering about like, how can support system or community play a role in helping individuals through these life plot twists, like the good and the bad of community in these things? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, man. I mean, just like in the last 10 days, there's been stuff in the news about the loneliness epidemic and these Mm. different like things that are really impacting people's mental health, obviously not having a community, but it can't just be like any community, right? If Mm -hmm. you grow up in a super conservative church community and you are transgender, maybe this is not the community for you. Like, again, I don't know. I mean, these are just general examples. Yes. But if that's your community that you've been in and it's not working again, like, should you stay in your church community forever? Definitely not. If it's not working to support your well being, mm-hmm. I think that it's hard to find communities. And that's when we were talking before we started recording about like the, the highs and lows of the internet. Um, <laughs> I think that that is one way that the internet can be really beautiful, you know, mm-hmm. to connect people that maybe aren't geographically located. But I think it's really important to have real life people in your real life. You can touch them kind of way. And it doesn't have to be, I think a lot of times it feels people feel like they need to have like a whole giant club of people, but I think Mm. it needs to be like a couple to start people that you can be yourself with people that you can lead on for support that you can be supportive to them. So it has to be like reciprocal and that those communities, I mean, I am in the Midwest and I've been in my literal zip code almost my whole entire life. And I did that on purpose and there are some downsides Mm. to it, but also it is, I'm raising my kids in a neighborhood where people can, they know them and they know they can knock on, you know, 10 doors between here and school and Mm -hmm. if they need something or if they feel weird or whatever. And I think instilling that in our kids is huge part of community. And it's like, it's not just about you, you know, that it is part of that community and it can go both ways, but I think being intentional, you know, into adulthood, I mean, my kids don't get to pick where they live, but grownups right. do. Right. And so picking where that where those communities are. Yeah. And I guess that probably is tied to the values that you sit down and talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Does your community reflect your values or yep. foster that likely? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, we live in a neighborhood where we can walk, you know, we don't litter because we respect the area, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. We have access to some hiking, not a ton because it is still <laughs> Kansas City, but like, you know, but it is in line with the way that I want to live. It's mm. not just random. Well, and that brings up something I think with life plot twists, things can feel so out of control when it's not something we expected. It's not something mm-hmm. we had set up for ourselves, perhaps. You know, you mentioned the three Ds. You don't choose those sudden changes. Um, and right. it could feel like you have to adapt. And those changes yeah. can be quickly. random. Yeah, quickly. Like you mentioned, yeah. like it's a hot, <laughs> life's on fire. You know, it feels like that. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, Right now, the choices are not random, but life, major life plot twists can be, feel random and scary Mm -hmm. and all kinds of things at once. So in those moments, I'm, I'm wondering, like, have you 
can you share anything about kind of some successful, inspiring uh, stories of examples when people successfully navigated those sure. through intention? Yeah. You know, I think broadly speaking, anytime somebody comes to therapy or in, chooses to do this kind of work, you are taking steps towards doing things on purpose, right? Toward really looking at, okay, this is not working how I've been doing it. So I need to do some other things. And that is, that is a success straight out of the gate. If you're yeah. willing to do that kind of work and it doesn't have to be with a person, although I think that's better. You know, there are obviously like lots of books and online mm, courses mm-hmm. and other things you can do, but really, and I don't want to, I mean, obviously I want to protect people's privacy. So I'm trying yeah, to no, of, absolutely. Like, yeah. I, I am like very, very, being very intentional broad. of that. Yeah. Very broad. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But you know, like really choosing small things on purpose. So you maybe don't get to pick right away how your divorce arrangements are going to go down, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of moving parts to that. There's a lot of things that are not up to one person only. And so knowing that that's going to be a big daunting thing, you can choose though what words come out of your mouth to your ex-partner and whether those are things that you Mm. feel good about or don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can choose how much peanut butter straight out of the jar you eat at nighttime. <laughs> yeah. Again, this is a personal example, so I feel <laughs> fine saying that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that you can make those kinds of choices mm-hmm. to go for a walk instead of only watching Netflix. Maybe you do both. Um, yeah. Like really figuring out, okay, so there's a lot on fire and there's a lot of chaos. Can we turn your mind a little toward some different choices that you that you still have because mm-hmm. even though there's lots of things that people in those kind of plot twist pivoting moments don't have control over there's always something you pick what pants you put on during the day mm-hmm. you know or what you have for breakfast or whatever so really knowing that and highlighting it you know like tending to it mm-hmm. and doing those things on purpose to help increase that sense of competence and industry and autonomy. Like even though there's a million things outside of my control, there's a bunch of things that I still do have choice around. Yes. Yes. And empower and having empowerment through that, through choice. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I love that, you know, helping navigate people through life plot twists. You bring up an important piece of, you mentioned these pivots And I think sometimes within therapy, as someone who's gone through therapy myself, sometimes you question, like, do I need to go see someone? Like, like, Mm -hmm. is this worth, like, can I just like power through this myself? Like, you know, like if I read enough books or run enough miles and get all the stress out or talk to enough friends or whatever it may be, can I power through this? So like, what are some examples of like some warning signs, some some not even warning signs or red flags, but like some indicators. How about that? Some indicators that, you know what, this pivot, it would be beneficial to talk to somebody about like it's, you know, I think the more, okay. So there's a couple things. Cause part of what I'm thinking is like, how do those early life experiences kind of set you up mm. for seeking help or not seeking help or just understanding the world in a particular way. So if you're finding yourself just like, irritable 
mm. difficulty being in the world. And maybe the, the reason this is tricky is because maybe it's always been this way mm. for you mm-hmm. because it does come from like family stuff and mm-hmm. early developmental stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you're just feeling like all the little things are hard or uncomfortable mm. or everybody's annoying you, those are like subtle, I think, indicators mm-hmm. that there's probably some bigger stuff that you don't even have on your radar. Yeah. So it might not be like a massive event that happened, but it's been this other stuff and that that's worth pursuing. And I think those folks are often the ones who don't know that therapy is an option or don't think it applies to them because like nothing happened or it's not that bad. Right. You know, know, so I think if those kinds of, you know, call it pink flags or call it just like, yeah, sort of general discontent Mm, mm -hmm. that that is worth, you know, evaluating some help. Yes. Just somebody to, to, kind of tell you that it doesn't have to be this way Mm -hmm. and that it totally makes sense that it is this way like I get it for sure and it makes sense in the context of all these parts of your life and events and all those things but but also it doesn't have to you don't have to be crabby every day you don't have to be miserable every day about how things are even though the world might be a total dumpster fire right Mm -hmm. but yeah again there's always other things going on as well so that would be kind of one of the more subtle things But I also think that if there's a big thing, all of those people should be reaching out as well, even if it doesn't feel, again, like that bad, which is often, I do a lot of work with vets and first responders, and they Mm -hmm. very often are like, well, my stuff is not as bad as, you know, this other guy or somebody who didn't make it home or whatever. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's truth in some of those things, but it doesn't take away from just because you didn't have whatever the worst case scenario might have been, if there was one, doesn't diminish your, rely, uh, like, that you deserve to also get help, even though it wasn't like the worst, worst case thing. Yes. So I think that kind of like, whatever you're going through, tiny things, giant things, that it's all for different reasons worth, you know, looking at with somebody. Yeah. And I, and it points back to that. And that question I asked about like a success story or example, because I love that you said in seeking to talk to somebody that in and of itself is a success. It's a, absolutely. So I love Mm -hmm. that you point that out because it's nice to hear um, from someone who's a professional reminding us that there are reasons that you deserve to feel better. Yes. Mm-hmm. If, if, even if that's the focus right. of your transformation is feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, I was actually talking with somebody earlier today about just being supportive of mm-hmm. men in her life is what we were talking about, you know, and that like people are having a hard time. And when people are having a hard time, they're mm-hmm. making a hard time for other people. Like, you know, if everybody in the world was well-fed and had places to be and, you know, meaning in their life and whatever, like, I mean, that's very grand, but, you know, mm-hmm. how much better would the world be? And so if everybody could mm-hmm. kind of get ahead a little bit in their own well-being yes. and wellness, 
how mm. many problems I love might looking we at avoid? that um, global. Yeah, right. Which no, is but really ambitious. Absolutely. But, you know. It's uh, kind of the butterfly effect, right? In the sense that little things, yes. little changes, little mm. shifts can ca- cause transformative shifts across right. in other areas and major ones too. So, well, for, for those who want to connect with you, mm-hmm. what's the best way for to do that? Life Plot Twist on Instagram or on the internet.com. My private practice group is Heartland Therapy Connection. So we are located in Kansas City. We have, we can serve people in Missouri or Kansas. So that's, that's where we are. But yeah, you know, on the internet. (laughs) The beauty of the internet. I'll make sure to share in the show notes too, all those links where people can find you. And I'm really appreciative of you sharing your time with us. For those who are working on setting goals for their wellness or actively working on like pursuing those goals, what words of encouragement Mm -hmm. do you have for them? I mean, the first thing that came to mind was to like, just keep swimming. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, finding Nemo. But really, I think that's it. Like if the first stop doesn't really work, you know, therapists, there's a million therapists and they're not all going to be a good fit. So don't give up when the first Mm -hmm. one is not for you. Recognizing that any reason that you have for wanting to like set goals or do better or have a different kind of life is a good enough reason. Mm -hmm. That might be, you know, it doesn't have to be grand Mm. and that, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody being a little bit happier is going to be good for everybody. So like, that's a good enough reason. Yes. I love that. Very encouraging. And, and thank you so much for being a part of our wellness journey today. And thank you so much. Yes. Make sure to have me. Yeah. We'll make sure to share everything so you can connect on any life plot twist, big or small, and, and with your group practice in Missouri, and everyone can reach out to you. All right. Great. I love it. Thank you. Thanks.